Blog Talk Radio.
out an invitation to all lovers to come back into the secret garden. If you've been shying away from the one you love for a while, now is the time to come back. Welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us with Reverend Arlene Cahat and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. Arlene, how are you tonight? I'm outstanding, and I'm not even standing outside. How about that? (laughs) Most excellent. Most excellent. You know, Arlene, it's interesting. In a world filled with people who have big hearts, we just keep seeming to miss the mark. How is it you fall in love one day, and then down the line you can barely stand to talk to or be around the person you fell in love with? What's going on? Are we just fickle human beings? What was the secret that grandma and grandpa knew that we don't know today? <laughs> well, I will just say it depends on who you talk to uh, to uh, actually get a sincere answer. Um, well, I'm talking some to people you. Say, Tell me. Yeah, you what's your answer? Me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. What's, yeah, okay. <laughs> We're going to do the dance. You talking to me? You talking to me? I don't see nobody else. You must be talking to me. <laughs> you got jokes. We'll look at you. Okay. So I, I would say, I would say that 
for the most part, a lot of a lot of people stayed together out of necessity or because they did not necessarily see a way out. Because my thinking is is that the you know, what worked for grandma and grandpa back in the day does not actually apply now. So I'm my thinking is is that there may have been dysfunction in the relationship then, but you know, the one of the you know, one maybe grandpa would look at grandma and like, you know, I'm sick of her. <laughs> I'm sick of her <laughs> and go someplace and hide. Or but you know what? or grandma I mean, and I'm sure that happened because that's called a relationship. You know, doing mm-hmm. this work, we talk to a lot of people. And, you know, recently it's been an assignment that I had to do to interview a lot of couples. I've interviewed couples who have been married over 30 years, a couple of them, but one in particular, 46 years. But they all say that same thing. So it's not you know, a, a necessity thing because they could have walked away. It's a thing that, just like you said, I'm sick of her, but that's going to happen. It was, it was. I think we were made of a different thing back then. I think people were stronger back then. We weren't so willing to throw things away. You see, in today's world, it's a disposable world, and everybody's got some form of attention deficit syndrome. When you no longer excite me, I need to move on to something else. Back then, things were slower. Still 24 hours in a day, but things were slower. I'm going to get mad at you, but I accepted the fact that that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? I mean, again, I want to talk about this one couple. Wow, just briefly, the thing they told me about how they stayed together so long is basically simple. In the early days, you know, they both had their attitudes and all this stuff. And, of course, there's always the desire to want to break up when it's not working. But they realized beyond that, I love this person. You know, yeah, he gets on my nerves. Yeah, she gets on my nerves. But I love this person. And for him, it was a matter of honor. You know, he was a career military man, retired a major in the United States Army. And he uh, he made his wife a promise, two of them, if you will. One, to love her and stay together till death do them part. You know, and those words don't seem to mean that much in today's world. It's just like any other thing. I make a promise to you, but I break my promise because I don't want to do it anymore. But the second promise was that if she stays with him and stick with him through his military career, he'll do the same after the military with her. And he, 46 years later, still feels that way and still honors that. For her, it was a matter of, I love this man, and he gets on my nerves, but the longer I'm with him, the more I understand him. And I know we're still going to get each other's nerves, but you look at the big picture. The big picture is, is the bad worse than the good? No. There's more good than there is bad. You know, he's a good husband, as she says. He's always been a good provider for their two kids. He's always taking care of her when she needed him. And we can jump back just two years ago. She did need him because she couldn't even walk. And what was he doing? He was taking care of her. You know, so we don't find that today because after six, seven years, we tap out. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's enough. And we move on to the next relationship where we do about the same amount of time and we tap out. 
Because I don't know. You tell me, Arlene. What's going on? How do we get back into the secret garden? How do we bring the love back into the relationship? You know, what is it going to take for well, us? I I think that um, one of the number one things that I think that people need to do or be able to do, and if you find that you're not able to do it with that person, then maybe you should rethink whether or not you should be involved with them. Mm. But, uh, yeah, um, but being transparent and honest on on all levels in, in terms of your communication what you're thinking, even those private conversations that you have inside your head um, that you you need to be honest and transparent about it because when you expose that, when you when you expose your fears and your concerns or the conversation that you may have had, you get the opportunity to bring more healing into the relationship because the other person has the ability to respond to it in a way like, well, no, that wasn't what I was thinking, or no, you know, mm-hmm. you know, where where is that particular fear coming from? Um, when people, you know, and and mind you, it there is a certain level of of intimacy with with sharing those type thoughts. And a lot of people don't do that. They, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they go around, you know, trying to keep their cars close to the vest instead of, mm-hmm. you know, instead of putting them all out on the table and saying, you know, this is where I am. You know, um, you know, I, I realize that I've have I have challenges. I, I have person, you know, some of that stuff may come out, but you know, it doesn't mean that I don't, care about you, but there's some stuff that I need to work on. And I think, and I've, I've run into people that I could not do that with. And I could not explain why I had difficulty being transparent with them, but there was a part of me that just simply did not trust them with that type of information or those type thoughts. And if you cannot share those t- that with any the with the person that you're involved with then you need to really 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 rethink whether or not you should be involved with them I agree with you I mean you right on the money right there because <laughs> what do you have if you can't be psychologically and emotionally naked with the person you're with you don't have a real relationship mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've heard people say you can't be honest in a relationship. That That's a relationship that's not built on a solid ground. If I can't be honest, if I'm always lying to you, we got a problem here. We don't have a real relationship mm-hmm. because we're not making a real connection. We're not making a deep connection. We're not making a spiritual connection. And I, I, I'm I'm so there with you when you say, you know, if you just can't bring yourself to share the real you, the inner you with the person you're with, then you need to rethink that relationship. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go one step further and say you probably need to get out of that relationship unless that's just for the right now. If you're thinking that this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you're, you're kidding yourself. You're fooling yourself. If you can't share who you are and they can't do it with you, then 
you're never going to be able to grow old together, you know, because for one, y'all don't know each other. And the thing that people tend to forget about human beings is we are always changing. We are always changing, you know, so the person you are today or the person you are that day that you say, I do, and I promise to love you forever, very few people know themselves well enough to know, you know, how they're going to be three years from now. How are they going to be five years from now? So what happens seven years from now when all of a sudden, you know, the feeling that you felt in the first year and a half is gone? Because that's going to fade. What happened when you're not communicating the way you used to? You don't share. You share more with your best friend than you do with your partner. When y'all see each other and you kiss each other and you say, hey, how you doing? Or... You know, the favorite scenario that I hear so often, we became roommates. You become roommates. Someone who share the bills with you. Someone who have, you know, non-substantial conversation with you. Someone who is just in your life but not really sharing your life. How many people really want that? That is so unfulfilling. But if you can't do like Reverend Arlene said, you know, share yourself and that person do the same, you've got nothing. And so, Arlene, with that, what is the first thing you have? What's the first of our five ways that people can bring the love back? Tell me what you got. Uh, I would say just be, you know, psychologically naked with with the person that you're involved with. Um, you know, the let's just put it this way. My my thought is is that your relationship should be the soft place to fall. When everything else is going awry, uh, in in your work life, in your in your public life, when you get home you should be able to reveal yourself and be completely transparent with the other person. You should be able to be vulnerable. Uh, with that person and and you know ideally you know not necessarily feel judged by the experience and and know that this person is for you so that's number one that's number one Mm -hmm. all right well good good And, and let's talk about that so let's say you know there's a young couple out there or maybe they're not so young let's just say there's a couple out there and this couple has reached that point where they're still cool with each other, but the passion is just gone. You know, they just look at each other now, but they don't really see each other. They talk to each other and they still laugh and joke, but it's just not like it used to be. You know, they do things together. They spend time with the kids. It's just become so day-to-day routine. And, yeah, they may even share. You know, you come home, hey, honey, how's your day? Oh, this happened at work, this happened, this happened. How about you? Oh, you know, the normal, I sold this and sold that, and, you know, now I'm here. What's for dinner? I was figuring maybe we eat out tonight. Okay, well, cool, I'll order something. You know, we they sit down, they watch TV, they fall off to sleep. One wake the other one up, they go upstairs, get in bed, they go to sleep. And this is like day in and day out. They're living the 
go to work, to come home for the weekend, do stuff with the kids, back to work, to come home. You know, it's just so routine. There's no magic there. How do you how do you give an infusion of passion and love into that? And let's take the first example that you just gave. How would you infuse that into this relationship? Well, I would say I, I would say that uh, first off, you know, if you get yourself caught up in a pattern, <laughs> you know, do something different and do something different than you, what you would have done before. Um, but when you are with that, with that person, or you know, with your significant other, um, I would say that whenever you're doing that activity that is different than your normal pattern of, you know, doing the day-to-day and things of that nature, um, take the time to actually look each other in the eyes. There is Mm, a... I like that. Yeah. There's a certain level of, of intimacy that is developed when you are looking the the person in the eye, and and this could, I mean this this can go for complete strangers. It's one of the reasons why um, people have challenges of doing it and doing this because it's almost as if you are seeing that person's when you're looking them in the eye, you're seeing their godlike nature or their godlike state when you are looking a person in the eye, and almost after about, I think about three to four minutes of, of actually doing that, um, what they, what, you know, studies have found that people, you know, you know, tend to see the beauty and the other individual that they're looking at, and it, it allows them the opportunity to become friends um, just through the the simple act of looking at each other in the eyes. So, you know, think about what that does for a, for you who are a part of a couple and you've, you know, you've known each other for, you know, you've known each other longer than that and you are looking that person in the eye. You begin to rediscover that that nature that that causes that caused you to fall in love with them, you know, initially, or or you know, or choose to love them. Um, it it does generate an intimacy that that I would say would bring back the that loving feeling. That's one of the first few things that I would suggest in that, you know, situation. And it allows for that communication that, that I was talking about earlier and being transparent. It allows for the opportunity for that to take place. Okay. That is very, very good because that's what we need. We need to get people to the point where, you know, they can do that. They can be transparent. They can look at each other in the eye and just share who they are. Because, again, without the communication factor, you've got nothing, absolutely nothing. So, Reverend Arlene, I think that's a good place to start with. 
And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give the second thing that we can do to bring love back into our relationship. And that thing is really very, very simple. It is holding each other, touching each other, gentle touching, snuggling when you go to bed, giving your partner a nice, deep hug, doing a heart-to-heart hug. Arlene, are you familiar with the heart-to-heart hug? Yes, I am. Okay. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, your heart's basically on the left side of the body, center to the left. So what you want to do is you want to place your heart against the person that you're hugging's heart, and you want to hold them tightly and just hold it there for a while, maybe 30 seconds to a minute, just to feel that heartbeat, to get that connection. This will do wonders for someone you're in a relationship with because they actually get to feel your love. They get to feel your passion. And and you see, passion isn't just about sex. Again, good sex begins long before you take your clothes off. And I'm not talking foreplay. I'm talking about the mind game. So here, we're just talking about touch, holding your partner's hand, rubbing their arms, just lightly touching their shoulders, around the hips or the waist, just being close enough that you can be touchy, feely and sharing that so what do you think about that Arlene so let's take our couple that I described earlier you know for the most Mm -hmm. part their relationship isn't bad they just got into a routine into a rut and they're just going through the motions but the magic is gone they talk to each other it's just nothing substantial they spend time together it's just normal time. They go to work, they come home, how's your day? My day's fine. How's your day? My day's fine. On the weekend, they do things with the kids, you know, so they're not arguing and fighting, but they're also not really in the relationship. How do you think this would work for them if they held hands, maybe just sitting in the house, or hold hands when they're outside walking, if they touch each other, stroke each other's arm, when they greet each other, give each other a heart-to-heart hug, Um, I think that it, it would do wonders, but then, then again, my love language is touch, so, you know, uh, I'm a touchy-feely person anyway, but... Uh, touch me, hold me, love me all night long. I just got to stop. <laughs> Shout out to Brother Ernest who's out there listening. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So so I, I think that it, it actually does uh it does wonders for a person because um again, study have shown that um physical touch actually actually like reduces the heart rate. It calms the person. It uh, calms you know, calms the individuals who are doing it. And um and it also, you know, even when you when you are touching animals for instance, I uh, I do recall there was a there was a time where 
um, they, I, I had heard about a study where they were, you know, giving these rabbits poisoning and, and the mm. rabbits weren't dying. Yeah, the rabbits were not the rabbits were not dying, you know, from the poison. So what they had discovered um, was that the person who was the caretaker, who was taking care of the the rabbits um, mm-hmm. that that were being used in the study, that the that the caretaker was actually like you know uh, touching and rubbing the rabbits, you know. And it's, you know, it, it was almost as if, you know, the love that the caretaker was giving towards the animal um, was actually, you know, being a counteractant to any of the poison. It was stronger the than the poison. It was stronger than the poison. So, just think, I mean, if, yeah, if, if, you know, if you do that with uh, a rabbit or any animal for that matter, Think what that does for the human being, and and one of the things that they, you know, that's actually encouraged is, you know, with even with babies, that that touching the babies, it it touching the babies and loving the babies and holding them, that that it actually aids in their growth and and development. So yes, you know, human beings. We we do have that sort of interconnectedness, and the most immediate way that we can do that is through physical touch. Not necessarily, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. You know, that reassuring pat, that you know, pat on the back, it says so much in com- you know, in comparison to a person's words. Wow, see, that that is hey. <laughs> That's beautiful right there. I mean, all I can think of is, do you mind if I stroke you up? Do you mind if I stroke you down all through the night? I mean, come on, it's healthy, baby. <laughs> For some of you psychotic people out there listening, Please do not poison your loved one so that you can touch them up and down, okay? Don't go there. (laughs) Do not test the effects of poison versus the love of touching because it may not work in your favor. So I know you may have been thinking about it, but don't do it. Not even food poisoning. I mean, I'm going to go to a break, take a commercial. When we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines right after this. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Lamore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month. 
growth is total empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Harmon. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kahek and Reverend Harvey L. Bing. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walter and Zakia Lana. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul.
Talking about five ways to bring back that love and feeling. Arlene, would you run through the two that we gave so far? <laughs> sure. Uh, the first one is just being um, emotionally, spiritually, you know, you know, transparent with yeah. uh, the person that you're with. And the second one, I touch. forgot it that quickly. It's touch. touch. That's your love language. Touch. Touch yeah. me, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'd like to welcome our new listeners. Pearl, I see you out there, baby. It's good to see you. Glad you're joining us tonight. All right. Open up the phone lines. If you want to get in on this conversation, if you want to ask anything about the first two, or if you want to add your own recipe for bringing back that magic feeling. Just go ahead and press 1 on your phone. Oh, wow. Okay. Arlene, we got one. Okay. Hello. Welcome to One Love, Hi. One Connection, One Us. Thank you. Who do we have on the line with us this evening? This is Frida from Boston. Frida. Oh, a fellow, I don't want to say fellow, I apologize, another relationship coach. Frida, how are you? <laughs> I'm just fine. How are you doing? I'm really enjoying the show. Well, great. Thank you. And I am Thank doing you. most excellent. 
So what are you going to bless us with today? Oh, okay. I had a question. Um, So with the touch. Mm -hmm. Frida? Oh, no, it looks like we lost her. I wanted to know what her question was. Hopefully she'll call back. (laughs) Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. Okay. So let us move on to three. And, Arlena, I want to do a 3A, and then you can do a 3B, if you don't mind. You know, I I, I prefer ladies go first, but uh, I'm just so excited about this issue. So can can I go first, please? Can I yeah, you first. Go first, do you? Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on, okay. I think we got Frida you, back. Let, let me let me bring her okay. in, and I'll go to three A. <laughs> Frida, is that you? Can you hear me? Yes, we have you loud okay, and clear. I'm sorry, I'm not sure what happened. That, that's okay. We we actually put the show on pause until you came back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so what's your question? Question was, what do you do when you do not have a desire to touch or kiss your mate so you can mm. get the romance back? <laughs> and, and you know that is a really, really good question because, you know, that's kind of the the, the um, scenario that we gave with the couple, they may not have that desire since they've gotten into a routine. If you don't have that desire to touch or be touched by your mate, you've got to mm-hmm. actually spend some time with yourself to figure out why are you in this relationship. Because, come on, let, let's face it, we're all people, and we all like to be touched. When we get to a point where we don't want to be touched by somebody, there's something going on. Mm, okay. Because in your relationship, Coach, but you've been in a relationship. Have you ever, when you first got into that relationship, said, "I really don't want this guy to touch me"? No, not at first. <laughs> right, right. And see, that's the point. You said it right there. Not at first. So if you got to that point, something happened. And so the question is, what happened? Because whenever we are unhappy with anything in life, it's because there's a need that's not being met. So if you get to the point where you don't want to be touched by this person, there's a need that's not being met. He's not ringing your bell, and I'm not talking about in a sexual manner, but it could be that. It could be that he's not getting it done down there, you know, but somehow he's not turning on the juices in your brain. He's not getting you excited. He's not doing or saying the things that turn you on. Arlene, you want to jump in? Because I'm going to tap out, Arlene. I'm going to stand on the other side of the road. Come on in here and, you know, you take over. <laughs> um, well, I will say that after after you've had that conversation and been by, you know, and and figured out exactly what are the needs that, that have not been met in a relationship, um, what can be done is that you can have that that talk with them then um, and see if the see if that need can be addressed. Is that is, you know is that person willing to to go ahead and and meet that need? And so let's just say that it it will be a very revealing it will be very revealing. Um, 
if, if the person is willing to uh, willing to meet that need, because obviously this is something that you're going to have to have in order for that relationship to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Thank you. You and, and mm-hmm. Frida, I'm so glad. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so glad that you asked that question because I was just about to do a 3A, and you actually set me up for the 3A. My 3A is for men only, and Arlene, that's why I'm, I'm going to let you do 3B. You can do for women or both, but 3A, men, you've got to spontaneously romance your woman. You're not going to have a relationship if you don't put romance back into it. But it can't be a scheduled thing. If she knows every other month you're going to become all of a sudden romantic, then you're doing it wrong. You see, it's got to come out of the clear blue. And you can't do the same thing all the time. you got to mix it up. But, brothers, I'm going to do you a solid right here. I'm going to pull one out of my book. You can start with this, and then you can come up with your own. So romance begin at the beginning of the week. On a Sunday, just be a little nicer and a little more friskier than you usually are. Not enough because you're trying to get sex, because that shouldn't be your goal. As a matter of fact, if it gets to that point, instead of actually having sex, you should seek only to please her. Using your hands, your tongue, a feather, what have you, wherever your imagination go. But don't actually do penetration, because you're looking at the long game here. You see, you're going for something bigger and better. You just want to get it started on Sunday. On Monday... You want to write her a little love note, you know. If she takes the lunch, put it in the lunch. If she don't, just text it to her in the day, in the middle of the day, no specific time. Just text her a message, a little love letter telling her how you think about her, what you like about her, how you can't get her curves out of your mind, how just waking up to her this morning made you feel like you was in heaven. You know, just tell her how you really feel. Just put it out there, but not too much because it's a text message. Save a little. Hold back a little bit. When she come home, just smile and touch her. Touch her on the shoulders, touch her arms, you know. On Tuesday, Tuesday we're going to just kind of mellow out a little bit. We're going to go back to being us, all right? So I'm not saying ignore, but pull back. Go back to just normal mode. Tuesday's your day off. On Wednesday, Wednesday I want you to get a little frisky again, you know. Touch her more. Give her that heart-to-heart hug. Kiss her on the neck, you know, whisper in the ear, I've been thinking about you all day. Just couldn't wait to get home. Hold her hand. And again, it should not result in anything sexual, but a whole lot of kissing, you know, sucking on her neck, kissing her hand, touching her, just touching her. By Thursday, Thursday, now Thursday we're going to do a little something special here. Thursday, you got to find something that will be really nice for her. And I'm not talking about going out buying candy and flowers or jewelry or anything like that. I'm talking about something like doing the dishes or cooking dinner, giving her a massage or rubbing her feet. See, Thursday is the day where you're going to surprisingly pamper her, you know, Early in the day, you're just going to be you. But after she comes home from work, this is your turn to make her feel that she's your queen because she is. And if you're going to rule as a king, you got to have a queen. What kind of king rules, you know, with a servant? That's crazy. A king rules with a queen and a queen rules with a king. We power up in here, baby. So serve her this day. 
fix her dinner. Bring the dinner to her. Do something special. Make it sexy. Feed her if you need to. You know what I'm saying? Get some finger food. You don't even have to go all out and do a real dinner. You can get some nice finger food, and then y'all can eat off of each other's hands. But it's all about her. So when you get home and she get home, the attention should be on her and nothing else. And if you got kids, you want to kind of get them off the bed or hopefully they're old enough that they can do their own thing because Thursday you want to focus on her. Now, Friday. Friday is what this has all been leading up to. Friday is the night where we're going to turn this mother out. So on Friday, you want to start off first thing in the morning. Before she get out of that bed, you want to be the first one up. Before she get out of that bed, you want to grab her lightly, turn her around, and give her the most passionate kiss you have ever given anyone in your whole life. Give her that nice kiss. Then hold her hand for a little bit after the kiss. Just hold it on. If she tries to get out of bed, just hold it for a little bit and just look at her. Don't say a word. Just look at her. Then let her go. All right? If she go into the bathroom to get ready, if she didn't lock you out, go on in behind her. Just hug her from the back and tell her, the most important thing in my life is you and I love you so much. It doesn't have to be those exact words, but tell her something special. Tell her she's special because she should be special. Otherwise, why are you with her? You shouldn't be wasting your time if you don't think she's special. If you don't want her, don't waste her time. I'll take her. Okay, I'm through singing. Well, I'm not, because I'm going to be back to singing again anyway. I can't help myself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> throughout the day, you know, instead of sending a text, just make a little quick call to her. Hey, how you doing? And she's wondering why you're calling. I just wanted to hear your voice. I like the way you sound. I'm thinking about you. Can't wait to see you tonight. And she wondering what the heck is going on with this guy? Who is this guy? Where'd my man go? <laughs> you know? When she get home that night, this is the time when y'all do things together. This is a spontaneous date night that only you know about. So do something special on that night. Make sure you've already planned to have the kids taken care of if you have children. Go to the movies. Go to a play. Go for a walk. Do something together and make it about the two of you. This is the night where you are ready to go all the way. No more holding back. Tonight is the night where you make love to her. Now, let me repeat what I said. Make love to her. I'm not talking about fornication. I'm talking about making love. Deep stroking, holding, passion. Sharing all that you are spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally with the person that you're with. That's just one from my book, gentlemen. All right. Ali? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm going to open the phone lines up again. <laughs> so for, for those listening, yep. if you want to yep. join in, if you want to chime in, if you got anything you want to say, just go ahead and press 1 on your dial. Okay, so yeah. Well, in the meantime, while we're waiting for for somebody to, uh, mm-hmm. so um, I will say um, that one of the things that uh, many men may not necessarily understand, and I am talking to the ladies um, when I say this, is that many women 
have, I guess you could say, a wellspring of a deep imagination about, you know, their sexual fantasies. And this is sort of leading into what Reverend Harvey talked about, because when you are transparent enough to share what those fantasies are, maybe it's a role-playing game where you, where you two, um, you know, it, maybe it's a sex, um, sex with a stranger. So, you know, you and your beloved could, you know, if he is aware of that, then he is able to make that spontaneous, um, for, you know, make that happen for you where you will be able to live out that particular experience um, and, you know, ignite the home fire, so to speak. The more yeah. you – what was that? Oh, I just said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the more you're, the more that you're, you're honest about what that, what that um, is and what that looks like. Um, when you share that with your beloved, then that gives them, that's going to be able to give them a little bit more to work with because maybe they may not necessarily, they may not have necessarily had the idea, or maybe they never. It never crossed their mind, but knowing that, you know, that this is something that you desire, it gives them more of an opportunity to bring that spark and that passion into uh, into your relationship. Now, one of the things that I would say that in order to add to that, that energy of spontaneity is that, you know, you may have, like, certain ground rules of, of what you what you could take place, but kind of let him take control and see what he does with your vision or with mm. your fantasy, and you know, and and let that and let that ride out, you know, because it will it will add to that that um, energy of anticipation, you know, like oh, you know, well, what would what would come next if I say this, and and just have that. You know, be willing to just let him just ride that because a lot of you know one of the things is you know you as some women um, are interested in being in control, but in this particular instance, you know you're not necessarily wanting to have control, and you want the you want the excitement and the spontaneity and that energy of passion to to grow. Um, with whatever that fantasy may be, um, you know, sex with a stranger is one. Maybe you know, the, um, you know, the handyman and the housewife. Mm-hmm. Um, I love role playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we do have another caller on the line. <laughs> we we do have another caller. I, I'm just saying, you know, because. I, Men, 
women, men and women, keep this in mind. If your partner want to step out, they can step out with you. You just got to have the energy and the creativity. You know what I'm saying? A, a little makeup, a wig. You just need to look like a completely different person. <laughs> All right? So you meet them somewhere, you need to change your voice up. You know, so you've got to be a whole different person. Uh, you just need to put on some different things. If you wear glasses, go to contacts, or hopefully that you could see without them. And just bring a whole new you. You know, bring out your acting skills. And then, you know, they can have an affair, but be having an affair with you. Wow. I- I'm, mm, mm, mm. Woo. Getting hot in here, getting hot in here, getting hot, 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 getting hot in here. Frida, you're back on the line. Well, three A, I was glad when you said spontaneous because a lot of experts say you keep us so busy scheduled date night, i.e. scheduled sex, and that's extremely boring. So thank you for that. And then on the other hand, when you said um um. Hold out on sex. That's so difficult for guys. And I, I reflect. I remember one time I lost interest in sex simply because the man wanted to have sex like every day. And mm-hmm. so it just became so routine and so non foreplay because he's just, you know, having sex. So that's why I lost interest. So I'm glad you said you got to ask yourself, you know, why are you losing the interest? So to ask a guy to hold back, you're asking for a lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and see, here's the thing, because you're right. Asking a lot of guys to hold back, you are, I am asking a lot. But then let's look at what's going on with relationships. You know, when since 1988 they've been at 50%. It's still, in 2016, 50%. Divorce rate. 50% of the people mm-hmm. stand together, 50% is not. And technically, you know, the actual stats is almost at 51%, but let's just say 50% because that's what the professionals like to do. They ignore the fact that it's, you know, almost 51%. So we've got a problem in this country. Why? Because of just that. You know, for men, yes, we, we are visual. We see a hot woman, we see a body, we see a woman. We want to hit it. We want to hit it and hit it and hit it like a monkey until we just can't stop. Eat, eat, eat more. Eat, eat, eat more. Eat, eat, eat more. (laughs) (laughs) Or for those old enough to remember the Richard Pryor joke about the monkey screwing and the monkey screwed him in the ear because the monkey couldn't stop. It's like that for a lot of us guys. But that's sex. And remember, Frida, I, I specified no fornicating. You see, when you start to elevate yourself, when you start to do some training on yourself, when you grow, believe it or not, this is actually spiritual. This is something that's called, um, um, it's like tantra sex. It's like tantra sex. So what you're doing is you're spending a week building up the sexual energy. And for the man, you don't take a release. You're willing to give the woman her release. But even in giving her her release, it's not you entering her. You know, it's you doing foreplay. You're doing it either with your hand, your tongue, you know, using a vibrator, using a feather. Whatever you're going to use, it's not you. And you're right. For a man, it takes a lot. But when you learn to do this, what you're going to realize is your whole life you've been screwing now you learn to make love because when you get in there and you've done this a few times, the first couple of times you just want to get in and bust. <laughs> After a while, you real you learn. You know what? There's so much built up in me. You know, I want to 
you know, go slow. I want to savor this moment because there's a way that you're going to be feeling because of all this energy that's in you. And so if you're doing it and you're trying to go for the long game, you know, we're not talking about in and out in 20 minutes. We're talking about spending 45 minutes or better in there. And even that is after increasing the intensity with some foreplay that might last for about 10 minutes. Both taking care of each other, but not letting either of them get to that point. So, again, this is like tantric sex. It's where you tease, but you don't release. And when you learn to do that, for men, for men, here's some of the benefits that you'll get out of it. One, it's good for your prostate. All right? So you hear all this talk about, you know, men over 40 or men over 50 or black men over 40 having problems with their prostate. Try doing this. Okay, erectile dysfunction. Try doing this. You know, it affects so many of our men today. Try doing this. And so it has a health benefit to it. Also, here's the greatest benefit from my perspective. You may see it differently. It connects you to your woman in a way that just having sex with her isn't going to. One, you turned on those juices in her mind. And Frida, remember what you, your question earlier, what if you don't want to be touched by the guy? When he starts doing this, even if on Sunday you don't want to be touched by him, by the time you got to Thursday, you can't wait for this guy to jump your bones. You start to wonder, what kind of games is he playing? Is he going to give me some or what? <laughs> some women may be like, I'm about to take this. Darn it, you ain't going to be teasing me like that. <laughs> So, so it's, 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 it, it brings you closer. And what really, what really, really does it is when you actually engage in the sexual act, instead of trying to get off, focus on your partner. Focus on making her and making him, you know, woman making him, man making her, feel as good as you possibly can. Make it last as long as you can. If you feel like you're about to ejaculate, then pull out and change positions. There are certain positions where you're going to go faster. You know, if you're in the missionary, if you're doggy style, you're more likely to come faster. But if you do a wheelbarrow and she gets on top of you, now she's controlling it. And because she's controlling it, it'll be a little longer for you. You'll be able to go a little longer, but also she can control where it's hitting inside of her vagina and allow her to control her own orgasm. So you got to learn to get into sex. Well, more or less, let me put it like this. We need to learn about sex. Basically, we've been doing it wrong way too long. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Frida, anything else you want to add? Well, Not at the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you being here with us this evening, and we appreciate you raising your hand saying, hey, I got something to say. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. No problem. <laughs> All right. Anyone else out there want to talk to us? You know, just go ahead and press 1 on your dial. If you got a question, if you got a scenario that you want an answer to, if you just want to get, hear your voice on the radio, Go ahead and press one and chime in. <laughs> All right. So, Arlene, you got a 3B or was that your 3B and we ready for four? That was that was 3B. Just be transparent about what your your fantasies are and that will that will give, you know, your 3A 
um, more more power and impact when uh, when you and your beloved get together. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, what do you have for us for four? Well, actually, for four, mm-hmm. I would say I would say. Do you have a four? Because <laughs> sure, I'm, I got. I can go. I can well, go. actually, actually, yeah, there there is one, and um, perhaps it perhaps it should have been number one, but I didn't think of it at the time. But I would say, um, you know, number four should be the spiritual component where you're bringing God mm-hmm. into your relationship. Um, reason reason being is because. You know, when you are putting the spiritual at the forefront of your relationship, there it, it generates more harmony and um, balance to your relationship, and also gives you the opportunity to to do all of the other things that we've talked about so far in terms of the in terms of the transparency. It aids in the communication because what will happen is when you put you know, put um I guess you could say God first in your relationship, it allows you to have openings and insights into the other persons and how to best communicate with them, even through those even through those uh times that may be more challenging. Um do you have anything to add to that, Reverend Harvey? Um, because I that do. Because, okay. because that what? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So I, I do have something to add to that because you're right. This should have been number one because, you know, as relationship coaches, you and I, we work together, and this is what we talk about, creating a spiritual union. Creating a spiritual union begins with conversation. And you talked about communication in the beginning, being psychologically naked. But if you can't do that with a person, how are you going to connect spiritually? To connect spiritually, and we're not talking about any particular religion. We're talking about your personal relationship with God, the Most High, the Source. If you can't bring that into your relationship and make your relationship a part of that, you don't have to share the same spiritual beliefs. You don't even have to share the same religion, but you do have to respect your partner and whatever it is they believe. So with that, I think part of having a a strong spiritual relationship is respect. All too often, we don't find a lot of respect in relationships. We have couples who talk about each other. They'll run each other down. You know, they'll talk bad to their family members, to their friends. You know, what about the good stuff? Where is the good stuff? And how can you have a spiritual bond with someone that you're talking bad about? You know, if if we talk about bond, we're talking about being connected. When we talk about marriage from the, you know, the historical sense of it, it's Marrying two things together is combining, it's connecting two people together so that you become one. Now, when you're talking bad about your partner, it's the same as if you're talking bad about yourself. It's as if 
I wake up one morning and I go off, you know, I'm on the bus stop and somebody come up and they talk to me, like a beautiful woman comes up and talk to me. And I say, you don't want to mess with me. I'm a no good nothing. You know, I ain't going to do nothing but ruin your life, girl. You need a better person than me because I'm terrible. You know, my feet stink. I'm going to lay around your house and eat up all your food. I ain't going to want to pay no bills. (laughs) That sounds ridiculous, right? Why would yes. you do that? But that's what you're doing. You know, there's a reason when you're married, the term that we use, a term of endearment we use for our partner is our better half. Because we're halves of a whole. Yes, you are a whole by yourself, but together you are halves of a whole, a whole union. So when you're putting down that other half of the union, you know, you're putting down you. And think about this. Let me just put it in simplistic terms for everybody listening. You chose that person. So everything you say about them, you're saying about you. This is what you're saying about your judgment because you chose that person. Wherever the relationship is, you allowed it to get that far. So you're speaking about your judgment and your level of maturity and your level of self-esteem and understanding. So when you're talking bad about the person you're with, Really, it's all coming back to you. Because if this person is so bad, why'd you marry him? Now, I don't know. They weren't like that in the beginning. Sure they were. They were always like that. The signs always existed. You'd been bamboozled, hoodwinked, con, flim flam, led astray. You didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on you. <laughs> but, but seriously, you got to go into a relationship with your eyes open and, and thinking of it as this is someone who I'm going to have a spiritual connection with, not this is someone who I'm going to have sex with. Because then you get to the point where you don't want to be touched after a while or you don't want to touch them. You want to go into it with, can I have a lasting relationship with this person? Can I grow with this person? Can they accept me? who I am. If they can't, then what kind of spiritual relationship will you have? And if you don't have a spiritual bond with the person you're in a relationship with, you can't have a lasting relationship because the spiritual bond shows up in the friendship. It really does. And that's the glue that will hold it all together, which, by the way, is my next one. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead for number five. Okay, so number five is you've got to be best friends. You've got to be best friends. And it's never too late to be best friends. But think about this. What does it really mean to be a best friend? To be a best friend means that no matter what, because you think about this. Let's look at Oprah and Gail, because I think that's a really good example of best friends. You know, and men, just because I'm using Oprah and Gail, that don't mean men we don't have that same kind of bond, because we do. If you think about your boy, your boy, your boy, you would go to you know where and back for your boy. You do whatever it takes, because that's your man, a hundred grand, and it's like that. So I use Oprah and Gail. We've seen their relationship on TV, and even when they traveled across country, and you know there was some static and there was some issues. That wasn't bigger than the relationship. Nothing can ever be bigger than the relationship because the relationship is built off of pure, unconditional love. Now, when we talk about friendship, you got to ask yourself, what is it you want from this person? If you can honestly say, I want nothing from this person, that's a real friend. 
When you've got an ulterior motive, that's not a real friend. Your best friend is someone who you've gone to war with and against. Y'all have said some things to hurt each other. Y'all may have even spent a minute or two apart, but you always gravitate back to each other. Because no matter what, it's not worth losing a friendship over. That's what your relationship has got to be. When you end with a relationship with someone who is truly your best friend, it doesn't matter. You realize we're going to hurt each other. We are. And if you focus on how much the other person has hurt you and you think that you've never hurt them or you've only hurt them because they've hurt you, no, it's not that way. You've hurt them with things that you said and did. They've hurt you with things they've said and did. It's just the way it works. But the friendship is what keeps it going. When the friendship is greater than the romance, you'll always be able to go back to the romance because the friendship will keep you together. So how to bring the passion back? Strengthen the friendship. Talk like friends do. Do things that friends do. You know the biggest thing, Arlene, that friends do that couples don't do? Arlene, are you there? Talk about everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, I didn't hear you when I asked that question. I thought I lost you. <laughs> no, no, you haven't lost me. You haven't lost okay. me. Um, okay. But I'm my. I'm thinking one of the biggest things is that they communicate. But you know, you you let me know what that is. The biggest thing is that they trust each other. We find a lot of lack of trust in a relationship, and sometimes it don't take much. Some people are just that way, but other people, it's, you know, sometimes your friends get in your head, sometimes something else get in your head, but it's a lack of trust. And by trust, I'm not even talking about infidelity. Well, let me put it like this. That's a part of it, but that's not 100%. By trust, it takes us right back a circle to your first thing, being psychologically naked. You had said mm-hmm. that you had been in relationships with people where you didn't feel comfortable to share. You see, that's trust. With your best friend, you tell your best friend everything. Almost everything that goes on in my life, I tell my brother. Yo, Mo, this is what happened. <laughs> you know, because that's <laughs> my best friend. And that's what you do with your best friend. You share all of you. Why? Because you trust your best friend with your life but do we necessarily do that with the person we're in a relationship no we don't there's things we don't feel we can tell them you know if i'm feeling bad about the way i look because i done picked up some happy pounds i don't want to say anything to my partner about that because i don't want them thinking the way i think you know or if I'm feeling bad because I blew the money for the bills and now I got to figure out how we're going to make the payments this month. Or I got fired and I got to figure out how things are going to happen. You know, my ego is on the line. So I don't necessarily want to say anything. I may stall. I may come up with all kinds of schemes to try to make things happen before I just trust my partner. I trust her that she's going to still look at me the same way she's always looked at me, ups or downs. When I'm wallowing mm-hmm. in the mud fighting the pigs for a piece of slop, she's going to still say, that's my king. When I'm standing on mountain high with my head raised and my chest stuck out because everything's turning up gold and it's turning up my way, she's going to say, that's my king. 
You see, but if I don't give her a chance, if I don't trust her with that, if I'm always thinking it's going to be this way, it's going to be that way, and I'm so convinced, oh, I know it, how the heck do you know? You know, how do you know that if you trust them, it won't be different? And if you find that you can't trust that person, then that's probably not the person who's right for you because they're only going to bring you heartache and misery. That's all I got for number five. Be with your best friend. Um, yes, and I, you know, I, I don't think that I can reiterate this enough. Um, I would say that, you know, being with your best friend means that you you are able to be psycho- psychologically naked with them, emotionally naked with them. Um, on on all levels, and being able to feel like you're being accepted by them, you know your frailties and flaws, your your strengths, all of that. That that person that you're in a relationship with, when when you're able to you know able to do that with the person that you're married to, I I, I can't really explain how comforting that can be and it adds to that you know that that loving feeling that that it aids in that having the longevity in your relationship to you know to go through you know all of the obstacles having that person that you're able to laugh with that that that's able to get you on all levels um it's it's an indescribable feeling um and and being able to you know do that uh do that with a person um uh, i i'm as you can see i'm i'm at a loss for words just you know talking about it uh talking about it but yes there but i'm i'm definitely with you you know harvey about being married to your best friend Absolutely. It doesn't get any better than that. And we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, once again, we're going to open the phone lines. And if you got anything that you want to share, any questions, uh, get them ready because we'll be right back.
back. All right. So those callers who would like to uh, get in, go ahead and press 1 on your dial. If you got any questions, any comments, go ahead and press 1. We'd love to hear from you. All right. So, Reverend Arlene, it has been another wonderful show. Mm-hmm. And yes, before sir. we go, a few things that um, I'd like to mention. One, you and I, we're going to be working on a seminar. This will be a free seminar, right? Right. So we'll have that, and there will be some information coming out about that. So call us, stay tuned, because we will be telling you how to be involved in this seminar. Okay. Um, uh, Also... Also, to just recap everybody about the about the things, the five things uh, that you need to bring the passion back into your relationship. Now, number one that we said um, was transparency. That's just being completely honest with each other. Number two is just uh, touch, um, being able to touch each other. Three uh, A from Reverend Harvey was uh, to men that you needed to be spontaneous. And, you know, and just have a, a buildup of the need to, that, the buildup towards uh, sexual intimacy. Uh, number um, 3A was for 3B. That was 3A, three, right, 3B. Yeah, 3A, that was 3A for, um, for the men, but 3B was for women to share their, uh, share their fantasy world with their beloved or their, you know, their mate. And number four is putting God first, although we agree that that truly should have been number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number five is to be best friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just to recap, uh, recap all of the, the five things to make your relationships, you know, more passionate, you know, or to bring that passionate feeling back. All right, great. And so you guys, every night of the week, except for Tuesday and Saturday, we've got a show right here, 7 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio, the Family Healing Circle. Monday night, we have Totally Whole, is it? Yes, Totally Whole Whole, Mm -hmm. uh, with Pastor Bridget. On Wednesday nights, we've got From an RN's Perspective, on Thursday night, well, you can catch us every second Thursday of the month. That's Reverend Arlene and myself, One Love, One Connection, One Us. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment with Angela Hardy, and it's a show about empowering yourself. Third Thursday of the month, next Thursday, you got Reverend Jamel, and it's The Sacred Masculine, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. And then on the fourth Thursday of the month, I'm here all by myself in the closed room trying not to go crazy, talking to you about growing spiritually. (laughs) And then on Fridays, we got less. Uh, Actually, and on the fifth Thursday... Oh, I'm uh, actually, sorry. On this coming fifth, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, whenever there is a fifth Thursday of the month, that you will be able to have me by yourself on Healing Paradigm. Locked in the room, the trying month. to keep from going crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ali. <laughs> um, 
Um, uh, yeah, but if there's a fifth Thursday of the fifth Thursday of the month, then it, it you will be with me on Healing Paradise. Look ahead, Reverend Harvey. And on Friday we've got Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition with Vondria and Zakia, two lovely ladies who go there. I mean, they go there. If you think we made it hot tonight, <laughs> listen to them tomorrow night. They will melt your telephone. <laughs> and then on Sundays, we've got Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacy. She's out and about in the community bringing you all kinds of wonderful, new, and exciting things and wonderful resources on how you can make your life better. So always join us here on the Family Healing Circle. And Arlene, how can they get in touch with you? Tell them what you do and how they can get in touch with you. Uh, yes, I am a relationships coach as well as a spiritual um, a spiritual guide. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can get in contact with me through Facebook. My name is Reverend Arlene Cahet, S-K-A-H-E-T. Um, or you can give me a call at area code 973-885-6930. Or you can reach me through the website, which is www healingparadigms.com that's H-E-A-L I-N-G P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M-S dot com and Reverend Harvey how can people reach you? Alright well I am Reverend Harvey L. Bailey I am a certified relationship coach and you can reach me at 443-388-0356 or you can send me an email message at the one thought at gmail.com. And I am always around, always available. I do sleep, but I'm still available even in my sleep. So if you need a dream consultation, you know, just come into my psyche and we can work from there too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously. <laughs> But it has been a pleasure being here tonight. And, uh, Arlene, that's our show. You got anything you want to say before we go? No, just love, peace, and blessings, everyone, and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. All right. And we're out. She was like nothing I ever know. Her eyes shine like diamonds in the field of snow. Man, that destiny led her to me, made him feel that life was now complete. Now someday this past, the night's gone by, you can see the glow slowly fading from her eyes. Though she denies her pain and her dismay, oh, I said this to
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.